Welcome to the Pack the House Show, where we have conversations about sharing your faith as you walk through life with others. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Pack the House. My name is Andrew Osborne and I'm joined once again by Aaron Davis, Pastor Kevin Thompson, and Austin Marshoni. How's it going? And this last week we talked about uh, in our services the triumphal entry of Jesus into Jerusalem, uh, which is really the kickoff of Holy Week, which is an exciting part of the church year. Um, So first of all, what is Holy Week for if we were going to talk to our neighbor who has never been to church, what would we tell them Holy Week is? It means on Sunday I get to eat bread. <laughs> you gave that up for Lent, I assume? I did. I did. <laughs> All right. Well, there's one one answer. <laughs> we'll just leave it at that. No. Uh, yeah, I mean, Holy Week, it's, it's, it's the big week where we look at, I mean, the the story of what Jesus came into this world to do it it points to the the week of his actions as he as he journeys to the cross and um, so much of scripture points us to the cross and what he does there and so that's that's what we're going to do throughout the week um, various uh, read various parts of scripture and do different things in our worship that might seem a little bit different or weird uh, but to hopefully help us focus on um, what Jesus did for us and and why it's so meaningful that he died and rose um, for us yeah so maybe let's kind of like walk through each of the days of, of Holy Week that we'll be approaching. Uh, that way, if if you have an opportunity to talk to a neighbor and to invite them to any of these, you, you can kind of have um, a bow in your in your quiver to to say this is what this day is uh, and why you might want to come. Uh, so first of all, Monday Thursday, uh, I was joking with someone yesterday that if you told uh, someone you were going to Monday Thursday, they may say. What is Monday, Thursday? So, so what, that when I was little. <laughs> so what is Monday, Thursday? Should we talk to the the, theolo- the theologian yeah. in the room? <laughs> I was just watching Austin. He's looked like he had a good answer there. <laughs> I did not have a good answer. I was trying to think of a good answer, but because it's trying to summar- summarize, you know, I mean, what happens in Monday Thursdays, you know, Jesus being given over to, um, you know, being given over to the Romans and being um, brought before, you know, uh, Pilate. And so I think it's kind of like, as far as what I'm trying to think of it, how from an outside perspective, how do you explain that to somebody that like, this was the day that, you know, Jesus was taken, which began his, you know, the end of his journey. It was the beginning of the end of his journey. Yeah. The well, there's, so there's that, but then there's also the the mandate, the Mondi part of it of uh, instituting the Lord's Supper, which I, uh, right. it could be a, a tricky conversation with a neighbor to get into all of that and talking about the Passover and then talking about the new covenant and all these things that it, it could be a, an intimidating uh, talk. So I actually have a lot of Jewish friends and they think that it's really cool if Christians actually do the Monday, Thursday, because in some Christian traditions, they don't, you know, and it's kind of like giving a little bit of like, oh yeah. So you do read the same book we read, yeah, no, you know, this, like that. Our history is your history. Right. Exactly. So when they meet a Christian denomination that doesn't participate in Monday, Thursday, they're a little bit more like, oh, okay. So it, it, it creates a commonality between me and my Jewish friends, I should say. That's interesting. 
yeah. commonality, but also a lot of room for discussion, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. Always. My favorite thing is that, you know, how like every once in a while, like, especially around Easter time, you get like these little, like commercialized, like, you know, Jesus stuffed animals that people give people, or like you can eat a cross made out of chocolate, right? Like that type of thing. They have the same thing in the Jewish tradition. Like during Passover, they have like a a puzzle that's like death of the firstborn puzzles or like, <laughs> or like little bags for the kids to like pull out of stuffed animals of all the plagues, which is just hilarious. <laughs> yeah. In some ways it sounds so weird, but then at the same time, we, we have a torture instrument that we wear around our neck. So. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I think there's just like you were saying though, there's just so much with Monday Thursday to, to talk about. I mean, it, and I mean, with your Jewish friends, it's just, it's just awesome because you can have that connection point. And quite frankly, a lot of them might actually know the history way better than even Christians do at times. Um, and that's that's really awesome. But then I think about like someone who doesn't, who isn't of Jewish background, like there's a lot to really talk about there. Right. Um, and for me, I think like there's a lot, I think there's opportunity, like if someone's willing to ask and they're, they're asking the question, right? Oh, Andrew went in the dark. If someone, if someone like, if you've got that opportunity where they're already asking, so like this is different than talking to your neighbor who doesn't want to know about church on on Thursday, right? But like, if they're asking, then you have that great opportunity, I think, to tell a story. And whether we're Christian or not, a lot of people enjoy stories. Like you can get into them and and you can follow a story and and you see things and you learn a lot more, I think, better from story. And that's I think that's a big opportunity we have with Monday Thursdays. Go back into the story from Exodus. And tell the story, let them get in the story, let the story teach them instead of you teaching them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it just starts of the completing of the text. Like as in the old Testament's connected to the new Testament, it makes, it almost like makes everything full circle because on Sunday, it really is all full circle. You know, like we've really like totally completed the story. <laughs> right. Yeah. I think a lot of people hear us talk about the Old Testament, then they hear us talk about the New Testament, and they assume they're like totally different, but really it's all just one big story. Uh, and this is the continuation of it. So right. it is yeah, the part of that. We're still say, continuing too. Sorry, go ahead, Austin. No, I was just, just going to say that, like, I think that we, um, I think that that's the thing is that we could get so deep into the theology and like the history of it. That it's like, what's the like base, you know, level of the conversations that you can have? And like, it's almost inevitable that like, it's going to bring up a conversation. If you do have conversations specifically about Maundy Thursday, it's going to be like, I don't know, have you ever heard of like, a, you know, communion? Like we do communion. Have you ever heard of it? Well, this right. is, you know, where it came from, you know, this is mm-hmm. where it originated, but now this was how we understand it today because Jesus instituted the lord's supper you know then you know the night that he was betrayed and the day before he you know was uh died on the cross and so i think it's kind of like uh maybe we just kind of need to talk about the stepping stones of like you know this was the key point here then there's the key point on friday and then sunday is the key to all of our faith essentially yeah, I think to what you're saying, Austin, what I like about, and we're actually going to use this theme at Cornerstone for Monday Thursdays, is, is the ordinary, and um, God uses the ordinary for the extraordinary. Um, 
and I, I think there's a good talking point with someone who maybe doesn't because you're like, what is communion, right? And you can talk about like it's, it's ordinary. It's just this is bread and wine. Well, why would Jesus use something? Why is he what you know? Before you can give in a whole, it's, it's his body and blood. Well, but talk about like he's taking something ordinary to point us to what the extraordinary things he does. And I think there is a hopefully maybe more of a quicker hook, if you will, to talk to people about that. Kind of to what you're saying, Austin. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So should we move on to Good Friday? Yeah. Well, so that's, uh, I think uh, Monday, Thursday is a, a trickier one because it's not as n- well known as some of the others. But I think Good Friday, uh, even if they had never heard that term, they may, they know uh, Christians believe Jesus was put to death on a cross. Um, so I feel like that's an easier one to kind of get into with them. Uh, so how, if you were talking to a, a friend or neighbor uh, who maybe isn't churched, how might you talk to them about, or how might the conversation start with them about Good Friday? So I actually get a lot of good pushback about Good Friday from my atheist family. Um, and it's mostly because it's called Good Friday. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, like we as, you know, believers understand why it's called Good Friday, but they're like, why are you celebrating that a guy died, right? Like for them, that's such a stumbling block that it's called Good Friday. Like it should be for a lot of Christians. It's confusing. Yeah. And there are some denominations that have actually changed it from good Friday to black Friday Mm -hmm. or like dark Friday or something like that. It's like, they made it seem more like morning instead of like celebrating the good part of it. But I always thought the good part of it was, you know, good. But then if you go to the service, you're going to maybe expect something good. And it's like, it's a very dark, you know, very uh, mournful quiet somber service you know so sometimes just the title of good friday can be deceiving to a lot of this is don't understand but this is where i've also seen this play out in conversation before too is that oh yeah uh is 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 we also have you know like yeah like why did like why are you celebrating someone who died for you it's like okay but think about like the sacrifices that like we've when we celebrate military you know when you know people who fought in various different wars like it's a very similar thing in that way and that we, you know, have a moment of, you know, silence to, you know, honor those who sacrificed for us, even though they didn't know us. And, you know, so I think that that's kind of like whenever we have, when I've heard that conversation, I was like, well, we celebrate, you know, when other people, you know, pass away, we do memorials for, you know, 9-11, we do memorials for wars, we do memorials for, you know, other big tragedies and things. And so, I think it's um, it, it's in the same vein, you know. You you meet up at someone's uh, grave because you're you know you get the family together and you may remember that person. So I think it's remembering someone that has done something so um, so immense and so important in our lives that that's why we are all gathered, you know, at church for that because that, you know, it just, and I think, I think it speaks to who Jesus is in our lives that so many of us would gather to remember what he did. That's a good point. Yeah. I mean, cause what you're bringing us to Austin is that it's, it's not so much a celebrating it's, it's more of a, but what did Jesus like consider and reflect on the depth of what Jesus did for me, right? Consider the depth of his sacrifice. Um, as as I'm planning to kind of talk about, right, Jesus went to such great um, separation that he experienced so that I wouldn't be separated from God. 
right? And so I, I like where you're taking this, Austin, right? To look at and remember what the sacrifice that Christ has made for us. Yeah, because we, he's taking on the punishment that we actually deserve when he doesn't actually deserve it. So that's the, the good part for us is that the, the punishment we do deserve, we're not getting because he did this. Right. But it, like, like what Austin was saying, like, if you don't understand Jesus and like, you don't think you have sin, you don't think that you need saving, you don't think that you need any of that, you know, like going to church to like, you know, celebrate the fact that this guy died seems very callous. So I like the way Austin put it where he's like, it's a memorial, it's a remembrance. Right. Yeah. That's and, cool. and there's definitely more to it, which I think is part of the conversation. I think that that, you know, that whole part of it is just a is a is a bridge into more depending on where your conversation with a neighbor might go because you know you're never going to start with well you know if, if you remember in the bible it says this well you know the assumption that people you know have heard something in the bible all the time is not always a great assumption and so or like you know i mean even to assume that anybody's even heard of it like you know, people, it's the origination of like the origin of the cross, why you see churches with crosses. And so it's like, there's a lot of like stepping stone pieces to this, that it's, it's, uh, you can relate those things to something that they understand that they are aware of, you know, so, you know, someone sacrificing, you know, and fighting to keep them safe. Um, and then you have, you know, like just the little pieces of like, well, this is also where we get, you know, the crosses are, you know, is our, is our, you know, uh, image of, you know, what Jesus did to remember that every time we're at church, because this was the epitome of everything he came to do his entire life led up to this. Um, and so it's kind of like reading an, you know, really cool, like biography of somebody who has done something really great. And um, I think that's a great, like, sort of elementary-ish way to explain it. Uh, and obviously you could get into more theology, um, but. Yeah, and I think a good way to to go deeper is to talk about what Kevin was saying that uh, God has a certain way he wants us to live. And if we live contrary to that, it separates us from him. So like he gave us the 10 commandments and if we, we lie, that's separating us further from God. Uh, and as we talk with our friends, they, they, a lot of them have at least heard of those, th those rules. Um, and so they'll maybe understand the separation part of it. Um, and we can explain like what Jesus did on this night helped us remove that separation. Um, and so it, it could get into a deeper conversation, like you were saying. Yeah. And I think, I think part of the struggle is, is, a lot of kind of maybe, well, where we're going to come from because of our, our belief is he's God and who died on the cross, right? It's he's God and man. But if we're thinking truly of someone who doesn't yet believe or doesn't really know what's going on or curious, like there is some agreement that, I mean, he died on the cross. There's historical fact to that, that Jesus did. Now, maybe they're, they're not to the point where they're like, this Jesus is my God, he's my savior. But, and that's where it's like, really, at least you can get behind, okay, this man died, right? <laughs> Right. Because you still need the rest of the story. You still need Easter. And if Easter didn't happen, then he was just some dude who died. And that <laughs> that does us no good. Right. Uh, so I think like that's the other thing to think about with those who, who aren't necessarily um, strong in their faith is like, okay, well, we're also looking at like, 
this is what happened. These are some facts. These are some things, you know, we'll look at Easter and we're not there yet. Sorry, Andrew, but right, like the stuff that we're having are like, there's facts to it. And, and when we look at the Bible, yes, yeah, inspired scripture, but also it's eyewitness testimony. And so you have witnesses over history who've testified like, this is Jesus. This is what he's done. This is where he died on the cross. And then testimony will get to Easter. He rose. Right. So. Yeah. And, and I, I know. That, go ahead. Good. No, go ahead. Abrams. I was going to say, I, I know that uh, apologetics isn't always the the most useful tool when talking to people <laughs> who aren't believers. Jason. Uh, but I think, yeah. Jason's not a huge fan. <laughs> But I think it can be a good tool uh, to pull it out every once in a while for exactly what you're saying, that this is like reliable stuff. There's evidence that we can look at to show why we believe it. It's not just blind faith. Um, it is in some sense, it's faith, uh, but there is also evidence that points to it. And I, I think <laughs> having that uh, on our side is helpful sometimes. Yeah, I think that like it's, I think it's even especially for uh, like us, like, you know, um, in the context of like our, our sermon series has been separated, you know, all, you know, for Sundays, for Wednesday services, for Lent. So we talk about being separated um, and I believe it's no longer separated is what our, our theme title is for Easter Sunday. Separated right? no more. Separated, separated no more. Yeah. I couldn't figure out the, I couldn't remember the exact wording. <laughs> uh, spoiler alert. <laughs> um, <laughs> But I think that's cool, too, because then it also gives us a launch pad. And I think that this happens for a lot of churches. You know, if you if you look at the way that everything is set up, you know, like the sermon series, that's kind of leading up to this. It's kind of like given into that. It's cool to kind of actually explain to someone who may not know what our sermon series has been. And we talk about why we're separated, like you were saying earlier, Andrew, about like because of our sin and like there is, you know, there is that separation from God that we are, you know, we were meant to be with God you know, as it was in the very beginning of the, of the world, you know, when we were in the Garden of Eden. But now what our, you know, being that we're coming to our theme, you know, and you could mention that to people is that we're separated no more, you know, like that's, uh, that's a cool, I think is like people can understand like illustrations like that, you know, and so I think that that's the whole reason why we come up with sermon series title, something that makes sense, something that we can explain, and something that we can remember because we've talked about how separated we are, the different ways we've separated ourselves from, you know, different people, how we, you know, and, and yet, you know, Christ has, you know, removed that separation for us. Um, and so there's a lot of easy conversation that you can talk about, like, a, you know, when was the time someone like bridged, you know, uh, bridged a gap between you and somebody else, you know, a time that like, somebody brought to you, you know, you and somebody else back together in a conversation or did something that, I don't know, just, just a lot of cool things that could come of a conversation. Yeah. I mean, awesome. You're really taking us. I, I like what you're doing. Like, I mean, there should some, be some intentionality between a sermon series. Right. Um, but I, what you're bringing us to what I really like is the whole, like people, whether you're Christian or not can relate to the feeling of separation. And that for me is where I'm going, Andrew. We already talked about the sermon yesterday. You were helping me out, flesh out those ideas. But like for Good Friday, I think focusing, like this year, I intend to focus on like, unfortunately, all of us, we know what it feels like to be separated from a friend, from a family member, from someone who's died and we can't have them there anymore. Like that feeling of separation, whether you're Christian or not, is a human feeling that you can relate to. And so there's something to talk about. And then with that, we're going to talk about like, well, but Jesus went through that too. And so 
you can have that opportunity of like, well, here's something that people can understand separation. Well, Jesus went through it and he's willing to go through it so that I don't have to have that feeling of separation forever. And there's your gospel um, entry point. So I like that, Austin. All right. So, so we, go ahead, Aaron. I was going to just say, like, speaking of separated, <laughs> what happens on Sunday when we're uh, not separated anymore? <laughs> all right. So now we're to Easter. <laughs> <laughs> And all Easter, these people that are coming to Easter service that have not heard any of the sermon series of Separated. Right. Yeah. So, so when does the bunny when does the bunny come in? Yeah. Where, where does Jesus hide the eggs? Is that yeah. my six year old actually does think that? By the way, Jesus hides the eggs. Jesus hides the eggs. I'd let it go. Yeah, I do. I don't. Whatever. She's six. Maybe. <laughs> uh, yeah, but yeah. like you're saying, there are a lot of people who. Uh, they come on Christmas and Easter. Uh, so this may be our one opportunity to share what we've been talking about the rest of the year with them. Uh, so how, I, I guess as a pastor, Kevin, how do you approach that? Yeah, I mean, and that's where like, we were talking about it outside of this, but I, I do think that there's some intentionality to then include the whole story, the whole series even, uh, which we actually did very similar in Christmas. Um, a bunch of us, when we were, the preachers were getting together, we were doing that. It was our Christmas series back then. It's like, okay, how do we take all of Advent if you haven't been to Advent things? And and we weave those different themes in. So if you've been there, you're kind of like, oh, we kind of talked about that. If you haven't been there, oh, okay, here's parts of the story. And so intend to do that as well as Easter. I think, you know, certainly for those who go to church their whole life, yeah, you're going to hear the same message. But also, isn't this like the best message to hear over and over again? Like that Jesus loves you so much he died and rose for you? I mean, you, in a way, you hear that every week, actually. Um, if you're, so if you're I, paying attention. <laughs> right. So I would say, like, as far as a preacher, like, from a pastor standpoint, like, we want to weave in um, various elements of the whole story, the whole story of what Jesus did, uh, because we do want to be able to paint that picture and, and show the, the whole truth as much as we can in 20 minutes or less for those who maybe are there and aren't there as frequently. Um, but also, I think there's a lot more to it. It's, you know, especially... Those who are listening to this podcast, they're not, they're not preachers, right? A lot of these people are not preaching. Well, I mean, they have a huge role too, right? How do we be that church that says like, yeah, we like being here. We are glad that you are here today, you know? And and, and being very careful not say like, well, where have you been, right? <laughs> but just a yeah. simple like, I'm glad to see you. Like, you know, what's what's new in your life? What You know, and to be that church to show show that resurrection joy through just the community that that you're there with. Well, I think a lot of the people that show up on Easter, um, maybe they don't know all the theology, but they know someday they're going to die and they want to know the answer to what happens to them. And this can be a great opportunity to give them hope for their future. Uh, because Jesus did this, you don't have to be afraid to die. Put your faith in him and you'll live forever. Uh, so it could be a great uh, opening to give them some hope. Yeah, I think it's also a, a, a building from the you know, my kind of like uh, memorial uh, of Good Friday is it's like, you know, he died, but what set him apart from anybody who's ever given their life for any of us, you know, anybody who's ever fought in the, you know, in, a, in the military or whatnot. It's the fact that he rose three days later, you know, proving, you know, that he was the son of God. And like, yeah, just to kind of like, you know, to bring in that, you know, that conversation of the, you know, what are you, what do you talk, how do you bring this up to a neighbor who's never been to church or 
you know, maybe went to church, but doesn't remember any of it because they were just brought as a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that's, that's that, that step is that like, just know that Jesus here on this day, we remember that he did something that nobody in history, albeit when Jesus, you know, raised Lazarus from the dead. Um, but, you know, no one in history has done. So it's like, and, and what that, that power that's in that, you know, the power to be raised from the dead proves his power, his, you know, his glory, his, uh, his love for us to go and die on the cross and, and be separated from us for that time and be separated from his father to then bring us all to him. It's a really cool thing. So I want to talk about something that's a little weird, but um, what if somebody's just coming because it's a family tradition? Like my grandma makes me come every year. This is a fairy tale, right? Like this is just, this is a story just like, just like, you know, hiding eggs and, you know, all of the Easter bunny stuff. This is just a story, right? What do we say? Santa Claus and Jesus. Yeah. So like, what do we say to people? Cause they're in church, right? So what, what do we say to them if they're just coming because it's a family tradition? It's the same for them as lighting off fireworks on the 4th of July. You know what I mean? I think, well, I think Kevin kind of already started touching on that, you know, in saying that, you know, we need to be there for the, for people. We need to, you know, like, and, you know, not kind of make it about the fact that they're not here other days right. of the year. But I think it's that we just need to like love people and let them know that like we you know care for them and that we you know are happy to see them and I think you know to be happy to to remember this together to you know be all in this together it for like I'm gonna say this really maybe it's a pretty terrible way to view things sometimes but like you know people may not remember what this, you know, what things were about. If they're not paying attention to the sermon or whatever, they were not paying attention to like why they're there. Cause they're just forced to be there, but people remember how they felt, you know, being there. And That's if we true. can, if we can at the very least, and I mean like the, the, the very least, if we can make people feel like they were like, you know, loved um, and that they, you know, had a place to come then it might be the door to get them to come back and just be kind of like, Hey man, like, I hope to see you next week, you know? Um, and that's kind of where we like, you know, shameless plug, you know, whatever the next sermon series is. And it's like, <laughs> it's actually a really interesting, you know, conversation that we're going to have. Like, I think you'd really enjoy it. Just like those kinds of things that we can kind of create that, Hey, you're going to want to come back, you know, like you may not, you know, get it yet, but that's fine. Like just want to see you here. Well, and Austin, but what you said, I think is even stronger to really your point, but you said if they're, if they were there, then you open the door, but what you, the door was open to, I think, well, there's two things, but what you really got the door open to by just being loving and happy is to having another conversation with them a different day. Mm-hmm. And it may not ever be in church for a while. And that's cool, but cause you still have that space to talk with them. And I think that's, what's valuable. And, and so my other side of that point is that then also like what door was open? Well, they were in church. And if we Christians really believe what we believe, then God's word will do its work and it's not really about us. So let them be in church. And so either, and God's word is going to work and that doesn't mean they're going to be a believer right away. And maybe they don't, I don't know. But I think it's, I'm just definitely with what you had said, Austin, that like, if they're in church, then what do you do? You say, good, good morning. Happy Easter. How are you? Did you get a donut today? Would you like a donut? Right. I mean, just like, 
just be that kind person to like you said austin they want to feel they want to have that enjoyable feeling that they were glad they were there they were glad yeah. they were with you and i think and that's why also, people come back for easter because it is like you know we talk about it at the base yeah. root it's like it's our it's our like celebration it's like our exciting you know our pretty exciting day of the year you know and and so when you have that excitement people kind of you know uh you know people, people lean into that, you know, people yeah. lean into the happy feeling and, you know, it's just, it's cool. And we, I think we also, with that, Austin, you're bringing to the other point is we gotta be careful. Like we do want to be authentic. I think Aaron, we were talking another time about how, like, you know, we don't want our Easter sermon to be like phony. Like we have to be authentic. Like it, as Christians, everything's not like an Easter, like in the sense of everything's not, every day is not awesome. Every day is not glorious in that sense of like perfect and good. And as celebratory as that day, Man, Andrew's really having troubles with his lights today. <laughs> I love it. I got to move on. Uh, but like, how do we be honest? And I still think, think that's also part of it is that through your conversations, hopefully through the preacher, like Easter is an awesome celebration, but we also recognize like that doesn't mean Jesus made life perfect for us, but we do still have the same joy all the rest of the year, that joy that exists even when life is pretty crummy. Right. Yeah, and I also that. think being like genuine and authentic as far as like ha in conversations, like when you're having an Easter conversation with somebody that hasn't like only goes to church on Christmas and Easter, you don't have to only talk about Jesus. You know what I mean? Like it could be like the same as a conversation you're having in the grocery store. Like, how was your week? Was it crazy? Like Andrew and I were just talking about how we're stretch to our limit because of softball and baseball practices, right? Like having those authentic conversations, I think that's more likely for people to come back if they actually have like a connection with you. Oh, um, these are people like me. Exactly. If they don't have the Jesus component, they're more likely to come back to church if they see that we're we're all going through life together. Like we're all doing life together. We just have this great community and this awesome savior that helps us in life. You know what I mean? So I think I've, I've taken my husband to church on Easter a few times and every time he's been really kind of awkward because he's an atheist and he's been really kind of awkward just because like there is a lot of Jesus talk, right? Like beforehand and afterhand. And like, he knows okay. that, right? But also talking to somebody not just about Jesus on Easter is like, that's not, that's not a horrible thing. You know, having a normal conversation on Easter is not like a horrible idea. <laughs> I think, uh, you know, when I was thinking about this, I think that there's just this, like the one thing we need to worry about or not be worried about the one thing we need to be mindful of is it's kind of like, there's, there's the two the sides of this where we've talked about where you could like really get into the theology, you know, it's all going to depend on the conversation. You know, we've talked right. about this on other podcast weeks, you know, where it's like, we're, you know, we're saying it's going to depend on who the person is, the, the, you know, the timing of the conversation, all this stuff. Um, but it's that balance of like wanting to make sure you tell them more to the right. story, but also not wanting to be like, okay, this is like our milk, our milk crate Christian day. This is right. our like, Jesus died for you. Like, I must yeah, get as much Jesus into this person as possible before they leave yeah. the door. <laughs> yeah, don't don't feel like because this is such a great day. Don't get over. Almost, it's almost. I mean, because we, we do want to share it out of excitement. We do want to share yeah. it out of like we are happy about this. Um, we're celebrating this, but don't go so far as to you know overdo it and over like. Right. throw this at them and throw that that at them which is where we're talking about being able to love people but i think oh, oh we lost you austin dang <laughs> i think he's just sitting there quietly 
but I, I think you're making a good point, Austin, that uh, like if I invite my my neighbors to come with me, um, I'm, I'll have to read the context or, or the conversations that we're having. I may not jump right to, do you want to, do you want salvation? I, I may just. Would you like to be come. baptized? Right. <laughs> let them come and enjoy a good morning and good donuts and uh, happy people. And if they start asking me questions and wanting more, um, then I will be willing to go deeper, uh, but I'm not going to force that upon them. I have to say our church does that pretty well, just in general, like with Oktoberfest and stuff. You know what I mean? Like I've taken in my husband with stuff like that and he'll be like, oh, they didn't make it weird. And I'm like, right. no, they didn't make it weird. Like it was about beer. You know what I mean? <laughs> so <laughs> just like being together. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So I think it's just one of those things where you kind of have to like read the people and just be yeah. like, don't make it weird. <laughs> if they want more, they'll let they'll you ask. Know. Yeah, totally. And it's okay to talk about mundane stuff right. on Easter. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. Well, I think that's uh, now, now that we have Austin back. <laughs> Hi, Austin. <laughs> Hi. I think that's a good place to, to wrap up. Just be, uh, this might be a good week to to invite people, uh, but yeah. it doesn't have to be anything weird. It's a time when a lot of people are willing to, to think about these kind of things in general um, and may be open to it. So don't be afraid to invite your friends and neighbors this week. Then maybe it'll lead to something more. Because Christians eat jelly beans too. Yep. Oh yeah, we do. <laughs> Way too many. <laughs> All right. Well, Pastor, as we head into Holy Week, you want to pray for us? Yeah, let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, uh, thank you for this time. As we get to consider that, Lord, we we've got awesome news. You've given us the wonderful news of a of a Savior, your Son Jesus Christ, who has died and risen for each and every one of us for this whole world. And so, Lord, as we especially think about the things this week, the the things that your Son went through for each and every one of us. May you bless us through your spirit and, and, and wisdom as we, we interact with those we care about and those we love and even those we've just met. Because ultimately, Lord, you want to share that wonderful news with them in whatever way you have for them. So, Lord, may you bless us in this way. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Right. Well, happy Holy Week, everyone. Happy Easter. Happy Easter. Yeah. We'll see you next week. Yeah. Thanks for joining us for the Pack the House Show. For more content like this, or to connect with us, visit our website, cornerstonelutheran.church.